Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hi. I'm Yusuf Dahl, and when I was 18, I was convicted of selling drugs. For the past three years, I've had difficulty finding housing because it is legal in the United States to discriminate against individuals that have a past drug distribution conviction on their record for life. It doesn't matter if it was a hard drug like heroin or a drug that's now legal or partially legal in many states across the country like marijuana. The Thurman Amendment was introduced to the Fair Housing Act in 1988 by segregationist Strom Thurman, and it's since been used to deny housing to all people. But because people of color are disproportionately jailed for drug charges, we are affected more. My goal is to overturn this amendment to start an end to housing discrimination that unfairly targets people of color. If you would like to join this movement, please visit ThurmanAmendment.org to learn more. A message from the Fable and Folly Network. All right, how you guys feeling? We've just come in fresh off of the new warm-up song. Good. Good. I dig it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. TJ sad. It was a close race towards the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. TJ's didn't win. He's he's sad. Well, I mean, my choice was. Oh yeah. His, uh, his offering didn't win, but then his but, choice. But my choice. Yeah. Once I heard it, was like, oh yeah, this is without a doubt. Let's go around and say what our offerings were. Uh, mine was Feel Good Inc which I realize in retrospect is not the best pump up song, but it always gets me moving. Like that is the song. It doesn't matter what mood I'm in. If that song is on, I am dancing, period, exclamation mark. Um, so that's why I chose that. But it wasn't as good of an overall pump up song as everybody else's. So I, I concede there. Uh, mine was um, Shut Up and Dance With Me by Walk the Moon, Ooh, um, yeah. because I really want to dance. And that song tells me to shut up and just dance. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. See, I don't like being told to shut up. So that <laughs> really puts a damper on that song. Shut thing up you son of a bitch oh, God. <laughs> uh, mine was uh spider baits version of black betty oh yeah <laughs> mine was x gonna give it to you yeah which is a, the one i chose yeah it was a tight race between uh black betty and x gonna give it to you um but we went with black betty if you guys haven't heard it check that out yes. specifically of course the original is wonderful but while you listen to it you get to watch a mashup of clips from without a paddle <laughs> yeah, yeah that's what for some reason, that song had a presence in several forgettable 2000s comedies that I adore. So, like, yeah. it was in that. It was in the Dukes of Hazard remake. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Without a Paddle has such a special place in my heart, too. Just if, if for no other line in that whole movie, just any time uh, my ex and I would just be disappointed in something, we would look at each other and say, thanks for breaking glass where my kids play. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so we'll give Black Betty uh, a week or two run until we're not feeling anymore, and then we'll do the second round of, uh, of pump-up songs. Um, if you were around Indianapolis this weekend, uh, on Saturday, this Saturday the 8th at 2 p.m., we are taking part in the Southgate Media Podcast Marathon, uh, which takes place at Indie PopCon. Uh, we go on at 2 o'clock, so we'll be doing a live show at 2 o'clock. Uh, and then also that night at Indie PopCon, we are going to be back again hosting the cosplay contest, which I believe starts at seven o'clock. And if you have not been on our social media sites in the last couple of days, we drew the winners for our one year anniversary contest. Uh, and so the winners are Sherry Barris, Jason Faust and Taylor James Brahman. Nice. Uh, so if you can get a hold of us, uh, send us an email at the cast at the crit show podcast dot com or send us a message on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, uh, and uh, let us know your mailing address. We will get your prizes sent right out to you. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. congratulations. And thank you for everybody who entered. Rachel told me that we had almost 700 entries this time around. Damn. Wow. Yeah, macaroni. Like, I think four times the amount that we had on the last giveaway we did. So uh, we will continue to do those. And I think with that, it's time to let the recap roll. We're not finding much. We're all split up. There's this room full of dirt. I'm trying to dig for something. We've just got to move. We got to move fast. We got to find her and we got to get out. And as soon as the disconnect happens, there is a rush of air from the back of the undersea gobbler towards the front door. And a number of things, scuba suits, tanks, some tools, TJ's backpack, the short sword, basically everything that isn't currently being gripped in someone's hand all go out into the ocean. And you all climb onto Mother Hen. Everett lifts off, and the nine of you head back towards IPT. There is a level of excitement, but there's also a level of, is anything following us? Did we get away scot-free? Because that generally hasn't been your MO, that you've been able to get away cleanly, and it feels like you did this time. God, I can't believe we did it, but uh, this is only half the issue. Now we gotta vanish. I know that you were well aware that this was happening, but Grigori Nash was killing off the Chosen. This was one of their weapons. Oh, I thought it might be. Were there more? Yeah, but we we lost them. Tass, you are sitting in the back of Mother Hen, and you look down the long road ahead of you, and you can see glass tumbling from buildings, and you can see lampposts exploding and stoplights crashing to the ground. And you're able to focus down, and across the Chicago skyline, you see the Banshee screaming and heading straight for Mother Hen. Tass, you are at the helicopter, and you hear this familiar wailing sound streaking at the helicopter. Oh, shit. Uh, I'm going to drop the spear, run back to all the gear that I left on the chopper, you know, because I didn't take my guns and stuff down in the yeah. uh, sub, and just scramble for my shotgun and my salt rounds. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have any problem finding them. You run outside the door, and sure enough, you see the Banshee tearing through the sky, and it is about to hit the helicopter. <laughs> I'm going to try a jump shot. All right, Tass, roll act under pressure. Okay. That is an eight. All right, so you can either get this shot off. Well, no, you're going to get the shot off no matter what, um, but it's going to get a scream out before you hit it. Uh, and so it's either going to target you, it's going to target the buildings around you, or it's going to target Mother Hen. Oh, boy. Um, I should probably suck it up and take that hit. So you run off of Mother Hen, you are loading the salt rounds into the shotgun, and you leap into the air and fire right as the Banshee screams, and the salt tears through the Banshee, and it just evaporates. 
but the blast from the banshee hits you and you slam backwards into Mother Hen and you take two points of damage, armor defeating. Ooh. Yep, I'm unstable. Forgot about that. Who boy. That's the credits. I forgot about that. <laughs> and inside I just go, nope. Yeah, and I think you and I, and I think you hear that like scream, bang, no scream, and she goes, All right. <laughs> Seems that you have that in hand. Well, as always, uh pleasure doing business with you. Um let me know if you find anything else of interest. I've always got wares. If you have coin. Okay. I mean, if you're interested, I could. If you think you're ready, I could sell you my strongest potions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's time to head out then. So you guys head back down into the helicopter, and you climb onto Mother Hen, and it lifts off into the air. And now it is time for end of session experience. Woo! So, here are the questions. Did we conclude the current mystery? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What was one. the what was the mystery? I mean, the mystery originally was help them get the rocket off the ground and protect them. Yeah, like what is what is coming for the the satellite of love? What's what's attacking? Yeah, and we discovered our old friend having succumbed to his darker side, um, and worked towards helping him through both that and his just greater problem. Did we save someone from certain death or worse? We did this time. So many times. Yeah. Nobody was lost. I count five people saved, including the crew of the satellite and then also um, Ori's sister. Yeah, that's fair. Everyone got out of this unscathed. You, you guys took a group of seven to a very dangerous spot and everyone got out. Did we learn something new and important about the world? We know how many chosen weapons exist in the world. So there's something new and important, I think. You know how many chosen have been killed for certain. And so if he told you that one more is needed, how many chosen souls does he need to complete what he's trying to do? Oh, yeah. Uh, seven. Yep. Seven souls are needed. Uh, he had five weapons, plus uh, you have... Lana's weapon, which has now had two owners. Did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? I mean, I learned to do magic. Like, none of us thought we had the capacity to do that. None of us were able to do that. And they didn't know about it until I did it. That's true. That did legitimately take me off guard that suddenly he was putting up barriers and, and you know, things like that. It was something that clearly Jake had never done anything even similar to before. So that wasn't in the moment, at least completely new development of what I thought he was capable of doing. Yeah, I think that counts. All right. So everybody gets two points of experience. Does anybody level up from that? Me. Me. Yeah. Oh, everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, so what's, uh, who knows what they're going to take? I know what I'm going to take, but can I keep it secret for now? Oh, um, yeah. I like to have, I like to have the reveal. Okay. I like the prestige. All right. All right. Anyone else? Well, if he can keep it secret, I want to keep mine secret. <laughs> God, I sure don't trust you. <laughs> I've learned a lot over the okay, last well then, year. <laughs> I'm going to pick Immortal from the Monstrous Playbook. And the Immortal move says, you do not age or sicken. And whenever you suffer harm, you suffer one harm less. Oh, all right. How about we talk about your interaction with the homunculus? You yeah. know, this was ancient old blood. Yeah. And obviously you have had a blood issue in the past. Mm -hmm. You know, if suddenly you are not aging and you're not getting sick, maybe something in your body absorbed something from whatever's blood that was, you don't know. Ooh. And I think that this comes with it, the ramification of your luck point that you spent earlier. Okay. And so you have a new weakness. Ooh. Do I know what that weakness might be? You do. 
I don't think your character will know this in game yet, but TJ knows, we know, that you have a weakness to holy ground. Oh. All right, what about you, Tess? So there's a little setup on this, I think, because I just got to the point where I could take the advanced moves. Mm. And there's one in particular that I think after this mission really sticks out to me because I, I think through this whole thing, you know, even hours later, I am still just shaking over this whole thing that I went down in there and left my guns, left all the stuff that I have been relying on this whole time. And I just went in with the spear and kind of kicked some ass and... I feel really good about that. I feel really proud of that, that we managed to get part of the mission done, but I still feel like shit that we didn't do everything that I hoped that we could. Mm. And so I think especially after initially getting the spear and hearing what Baba had to say and just all of that sort of rage that I had and doubt and fear about doing this, I just took a step where I realized, no, this is mine. I'm supposed to be here doing this. I can do this. And I'm letting myself essentially be less. I'm I'm letting my own fear get in the way of this. And when I had something so detailed and specific to do that I just relied on what I had, I could do it. Yeah. And so the thing that I want to take is that I get to delete one of my doom tags and optionally one of my heroic tags. And so I have, in that way, changed that aspect of my destiny. Oh, okay. So I am taking off doubt. All right. And also, um, what I think is as important is I'm going to get rid of one of the heroic tags that I don't consider this my mystical inheritance anymore. I consider this mine. All right. I like that. That actually works out because we had talked about this off mic and it never came up. Um, but Tass and I had talked about um, your move that lets you use weird to kick some ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had decided that, you know, it's it's strange that, you know, with you keeping all of your weapons from the professional, that that shouldn't affect those. I was like, from now on, the weird's only going to apply to the spear. But you've just shown us that it doesn't really matter. You don't need the guns. You'll still have them. But from here on out, you would roll tough with those. But it doesn't really seem like that matters. Honestly, I don't know that I'd take them. Yeah. I don't think I would anymore. I might like hang on to the sidearm just to have the option for it for, you know, little stuff. But like, I think I look at that stack of guns and just kind of see a toolkit instead of a crutch. Mm. And I think that's the big thing that clicks in my head. Yeah. One of them literally used to be a crutch. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> we are back in TJ's subterranean lair and there's a fairly large collection of people there. We have Anastasia, we have Jingles, and Everett. Margaret is there, Rev, and Ori, and Malia, and of course the three of you. And Rev is poking around at the teleportation device. Yeah, I don't have any way to aim this if I don't know where. We have to have a code. You guys have codes for these other places. I can't do anything to get a portal open to Elnor because you don't know what the number is. I can't just point it and hope it opens someplace good because it could be a vacuum in some space or it could be Surtur's kids come pouring out and take over the planet. (laughs) You have a thing from Elnor. Does that help? Can that be used as like a focus or anything? I mean, if I had built this and it was entirely magic, maybe, but this is Mm. so far beyond my ability and so much of it is weird technology. It's got to have coordinates. It's, you know, the DeLorean. You can't just fire it into time. It's got to have a a date set. 
And uh, as he is having that conversation with you, Jake, we jump over to TJ talking with Margaret and Jingles. This is all so much, uh, now that everything's up and running again, we don't have a way to organize everything, to put everything out. It's too much for any of our systems to handle. But Jingles had the idea that, um, well, he said that Noel had basically copied a version of her old self into him, and he thinks he could run it. Uh, but he would need to come with us. That sounds good to me. I don't know why we couldn't. If it's got the core Noel system in there, then everything should be fine. Well, yeah, I mean, it'll work. I just, um, you know, I felt bad. I just, I just got here, but it means I gotta, I gotta take off, man. I gotta, you know, hang my hat somewhere else. That's okay, Jingles. This world will take you to some strange places. Man, don't I know it. And then we jump over to Tass and Anastasia. You used it well? Thank you. I hope wherever it is you're going that you can find something useful. It's so weird that he's not here, but it's also super dangerous. Yeah, I think this is the way, though. I think I think this is a good bead because, frankly, we've tried here. And as you can see, it's a losing battle. But I think this is the right path. This feels right. And we don't get to say that much. Yeah, whatever he's got up his sleeve, it seems like all the pieces for it aren't here. Right, and... For what it's worth, I'm very much banking on whatever we find helping us get Lana free. Yeah, that would be nice. I, uh, <sighs> you get so used to talking to one person your whole life when you spend so much time with them and you come up with the whole language that you don't even realize that you have with that person. And then one day they're gone and you realize you don't know how to talk to anybody else. I am not a good mentor. <laughs> and she laughs and she looks down at her shoes. But I at least will say this, I uh, I sure feel more confident about the three of you than I did when I walked into your apartment that first time. I'm glad to hear that. And uh, granted, it's a whole different kind of language, but there is one for friends, too. And, uh, you know, you don't get fluent in that by running off. I know we're kind of doing just that, but we're here in a real way. And when we get back, don't be a stranger. Yeah, I think um, Everett actually talked to me, and so did Margaret. I think that... Um, well, I mean, while you guys are gone, someone's got to hold down the fort, so I think it might be time to stretch my muscles a little more than I'm used to and maybe learn how to uh, play as a team again. Hell yeah. So the evening starts to wind down, and everybody leaves, except for the three of you, and Rev, and Ori, and his sister. And for the bulk of the evening, while you guys were kind of chatting and really saying your goodbyes, because you know you're going to turn this on and see if you can track down James Tincher. But this whole time, Rev has been working at and looking at books, and he keeps going back to the teleportation device, and finally he flops down on the couch. No matter what workaround I try, it is just not how this piece of machinery works. It is a train, and it's got to have a rail. I think that um, I'm like thinking about it, trying to figure out what to do, and I close my eyes, and I'm focusing, and I'm like, God, how can we get back to Elnor? We've got things from Elnor, and I'm like picturing Elnor, and I feel a weird little shift. And I open my eyes, and I'm an Elnor, because I took angel wings for my level up power. Oh, shit. And I can go anywhere I've been before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That is 100% true. The text of the, uh, of the move is any place they have been before. Um, and I think even in that moment before the shift, you hear just a voice for a brief moment. Remember, Jake, he said you could do it without him. <laughs> and 
as you appear in Elnor, there is a slight white shimmer that washes over you. And you remember very distinctly when the defender grabbed a hold of Saul, he put him into you and you feel like you've just used that power that the defender had given you that little piece of himself that he had left to get this move back. Yes. So Jake, you open your eyes and you see laid out before you the sprawling forest of Elnor, which is surprising, not just because you shouldn't be able to get here, but because the forest last time you saw it was decimated. Yes, it's quite a sight to behold. I imagine on your world it takes much longer for magic to replenish nature, but eh, with a little bit of help, the damage done here, we were able to fix in a couple of days. And you slowly turn, and there is Ferguson smiling at you, standing at the edge of the parapet. Good to see you. It's good to see you, too. I didn't know I could get back here. How long has it been here? Oh, hell, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Time doesn't really have much meaning when you're, you know, kind of immortal guardians of an ancient forest. Um, hey, we have refugees that we need to hide and there's nowhere safer than here is it okay if i bring a couple people to stay here oh sure i i mean i assume they know what you discovered that time passes differently here yeah and that being said i need to get out of here immediately oh okay i'll go back home jake is gone for like five or six minutes you are all standing there having this talk and he closes his eyes and then he shimmers and vanishes and then he's back oh i can teleport Wait, what? I can teleport again, or still, or again. I don't know. I went to Elnor. What? I've been there. I can just go there again. I just look at Ori and Malia. I can take you guys. Yeah, that'd be great. Now, here's, okay, here's the thing. Time passes differently there. So, a lot more time's gonna go by here than it does there. Oh, so maybe if we go hang out for a few days, you guys will have this all solved? That's entirely possible. It could be several days, your time, and... Months, our time. Yep. Yeah, you know, um, and he looks at Malia. We don't got any place to be, and I think I think we got a lot of catching up to do. Uh, okay, is there anything you want to take care of first, or is it just time to go? I think it's time to go in case he shows up again and knows where I'm at. Now, there is also a non-zero chance that we end up in the wrong place. Oh. I never did totally 100% get a handle on it. Like wrong place, like the pizza place down the street or like the moon or anywhere I've been. Both of those are options. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No, just space, not the moon. Oh, oh, that's I don't know if that's better or worse. (laughs) It's going to be fine. I'll grab them and and go. All right. Roll angel wings. Oh, geez, Louise. I'm going to spend three luck in this single episode. Ten. Nice. Oof. So in a flash of light, the three of them vanish and appear in Elnor, and Ferguson is standing right where you left him. Well, welcome. This is Ori and his sister Malia. Uh, They are... Do you know what a vampire is? Oh, I've read about such thing. Uh, Feed off of the life force of other things and... Well, yeah, they're, they're vampires, which typically on our side is considered a bad thing, but they are upstanding people. They've saved our lives countless times. They're cool. I'm, I just want to make clear that I'm, I'm vouching for them. They're good people. If you need help, they're here for you. Um, Ori, this is Ferguson. He is a wizard, a tree wizard. And from over Ferguson's shoulder, you see a fox slink up the stairs of the parapet. And as it sees you, it twitches its head to the side and transforms. And before you is fox. Hey! And she holds her hand up as you start to talk, like silencing you. It's really strange. And she walks to Ori and she smells him. This one has the gift in him. 
Oh, he can take the shape of nature's beasts. Uh, no, 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 not, not beasts, just, uh, just beast. And she looks at you, Jake, and she grins before she looks back at Ori. You just haven't been trained properly yet. And Ferguson has taken notice of Malia, who is just staring out at the forest. Oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? Yes, I haven't been outside in so long. I haven't seen the sun and I love it out here. And she's grinning. Well, how about we find you a nice room with a big open window that looks out towards the sunset? Would you like that? And she nods. And Ferguson looks at you, Jake, and he drops you a wink and he takes her by the hand and starts leading her back towards the tree. And Ori turns to you and he gives you a big hug. Thanks for saving her and, uh, you know, for never giving up on me. I don't know how to respond. That's so sweet. <laughs> You're going to do great here, man. This is the right environment for you. I have a feeling the next time I see you, you will have evolved. You're going to be on some next level shit, Ori, and I cannot wait to see it. And he turns and he takes a couple quick steps to catch up with Ferguson and Malia. And Fox turns to go, and a couple steps away from you, she stops and she looks back. Be careful, Jake. I, I can't say just what. I can't place it, but something has marked you. I can smell the magic on you, and it's ancient and strong, so be careful. Uh, no no additional details, though? I don't really know anything else. It smells powerful and old. That's extremely unsettling, but thank you for the warning. Yeah, and she turns and follows them. Okay, I will head home. All right, so we are back in TJ's subterranean lair, and Jake is sans Ori and Malia. How'd it go? Fine. They're set up. Um... I think they'll have a good time there. It seemed like Ferguson and uh, Fox maybe had some plans for them. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. I'm just I'm so glad of all the shit these people have gone through. It's it's awesome that they have some place. So cool. Uh, well, I really hate to cut this short, but uh, I should get Jingles back if he's going to try to take over what Noel used to do. Yeah, I wish I had something more that I could say to you other than good luck. No, I think that's all we need right now. So thank you. And Anastasia gets up and she just gives you all a nod. I'll be seeing you. I hope so. Uh, Jingles goes around and hugs each of your legs. Oh, with this monstrously strong arm. <laughs> just, just rips our just legs. crushes each of your knees. <laughs> my, my son. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the four of them take off. And so it is just the three of you and Rev. So you guys got anything else you want to do? Or should I just power this thing on and get it over with? Uh, Jake, I mean, you need some new stuff don't you yes that's accurate i am down two things um i need a new riot shield and i need some more chains <laughs> <laughs> oh gotcha and i lost my backpack i mean i lost my backpack i could just like go out in an alley somewhere and probably find some chains the good news is i now know for a fact that i can get a riot shield for 40 dollars. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes you do know that um i don't think it costs you anything to get your standard equipment back um, so it's maybe just a 20 minute jaunt to go out and find the stuff that you need. Um, is there anything else that you guys want to do or get any places you want to go? Anything like that before you have him activate the portal? Um, I need to, uh, hand off the, the dirt, the Nash dirt. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, I think while Rev's working, I'm going to, I'll walk up to him and be like, Hey, um, you know, while we were on the sub, I found a room that was just full of dirt and it occurs to me that it might be where Nash has to sleep because vampires have to sleep on their home soil and I'll pull out kind of just the dirt <laughs> clod <laughs> out of your backpack. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to do with it. Do you have any thoughts? I mean, the only thing I can think of is at some point, like, you know, run some tests and figure out where it's from so we get an idea of his 
homeland or whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's, I'll be honest, that's not something that I could do, but I'm sure there's someone out there who could run this through a machine and see where it's from. I probably should have just sent it with, like, jingles. Yeah, probably. The living database. Jingles! <laughs> man, guys, I'm already there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, in the meantime, at least, I'm going to put it in like something that TJ's got in his lair and put it somewhere and be like, hey, you know, Rev, if you have a thought about this, it'll be here. Otherwise, I guess I'll deal with it when we get back. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've got like Tupperware dishes that we yeah. can label with some scotch tape and a marker. Yeah, we've got a jar of dirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just put it next to the, uh, the mosquito guy corpse and the box full of gremlins. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to just put it in a paper bag in the freezer. It says Nash dirt. Do not eat. <laughs> is this like use it to season things? Is this like his grave dirt? Uh, I can only assume. Uh, you know, I don't know. There God. wasn't there wasn't a grave in there. It was just a flat plane of dirt as far as I could find. I even dug around a little bit, but I don't know why else there'd be a room full of dirt on the submarine. Hmm. Yeah, right. And he puts the dirt into some Tupperware and sets it on the menagerie of horrors that are slowly <laughs> stacking up here in the basement. Uh, I'll pop out and resupply. Go get my shield and chains back. And I will spend one gear point uh, towards a new backpack. Oh, okay. We'll stop by a target. Mm -hmm. Get a really nice one. Yeah. Out of the camping section. Oh, that might be two gear points. (laughs) (laughs) Gear point economy, man. Jake's over there creating a... uh... A deficit with all the gear points he's hoarding. I know, God. So the thing, the price of things is starting to increase, and the little man's going to pay for it. I'm up to twenty four. <laughs> we're we're spending four points for a new backpack, and Jake's buying the Megazord. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> the Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today. Um, I think I would spend several points on different kinds of ammo just for the revolver. Since okay. I'm not taking the, the rig. I'm not taking all the guns. I'm just going to take the sidearm for just in case. Um, so I would go with silver and cold iron. Okay. Uh, anything for anybody else? Um, no, not that I can think of without knowing where we're going. I've got all the things I'm used to using. No, I think we're good. Rev, you good to go? Yeah. All right. Let's do this thing. So you guys head over to the metal circle inlaid in the floor, and Rev heads back by the computer. He puts his hands together and says a couple of words. Energy starts to form around his fists, and he splays his fingers out, and the energy pulses from his hands into the computer and then out. And you can see it hitting runes and candles and different totems around the room, and the energy pulses larger and larger, and it gets closer and closer to where the portal should appear. And then it just dies away. Did it work? Uh, no, I, sorry, I must have used the wrong command word. Just a second. He goes over to a book and starts flipping through it. All right, all right. And he repeats the motion again, and the energy grows, and he fires it into the computer. It pulses out, it pulses out, it grows, the color changes, and then it dies out. What the hell's going on? Did it work? Are we just in our basement in a different dimension now? No, no, it would be like 
a physical portal, like a hole that you would step through. It's not. Why is this misfiring? TJ, what did we do wrong? Uh, did you put in the right numbers? Yeah, I mean, this is not the numbers. This is the magic's not activating everything. And he starts to flip through this book. And inside this book are a bunch of different photos and sketches. Because again, this is a very strange contraption that you guys have built. And so as he has been constructing it, he's taking photos of it so that he essentially has kind of a blueprint for how you guys did this. And he starts to move from station to station through the room and check everything. And he gets about two or three feet away from where the portal should appear. We're missing a piece. What? We're missing a piece. Okay. And I literally just start like looking under my foot, like just around to see if there's anything loose. What is the piece? What does it look like? It's this. And he turns the book around and you see there is a red and gold pouch that's got lettering on it. Well, what the hell is that? It is an omamori. What is it? It's a good luck charm. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, and I'm just walking around the place, like looking under couch cushions and stuff. Uh, roll investigate a mystery. That's a six. I want you to make a uh, a separate little bar somewhere and put a mark in it. Okay. What's this? Eh, you know, stuff, stuff and things. Do I still get experience for that? You do. Okay. I don't see it here. Like, is this something that was on the list and just didn't get picked up? He turns the photo again. Oh. Yeah. No, oh, it was like here. you took the... I see. Yes. Hmm. Uh, does it have anything that could be... Um... Inside of it that can leave a trail of any kind, like a magical trail or a dusty trail. <laughs> I mean, in theory, everything here is magical. You know, all the components of this, if they aren't tech, they're magic. I'm going to turn on my goggles to the electromagnetic spectrum, and I'm going to see if I can't find some kind of magical trail. Roll investigate a mystery and you get a plus one. Sweet. That's a seven. All right. You get a hold one. Where did it go? So you start to look around in this area, uh, and there are a couple other items here, and you're looking back and forth between the photo and what is there, and you notice that there's a silver dollar there that was not there before. Like a coin? Yes. It's a silver dollar bill. <laughs> Just a, we're going back to the metal bars. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, guys, there's a, a silver dollar here. I don't understand. This isn't supposed to be here, Rev. What happened? I don't know. I was with you guys. I'm going to take the silver dollar is it easily accessible can i just take it off of where it's at yeah you can just pick it up okay um gonna... it is laying exactly where the omamari was okay i will pick it up and i will look at it and see what it's got on it uh it just looks like a silver dollar okay so what the hell is this now did we get robbed isn't this place like wholly off the grid it's supposed to be impossible to find if you don't already know where it is type place yeah although i guess we have had a lot of in and out lately and not through magical means yeah well, I mean, what's it take to make a new one? Well, we didn't make this one. We I, I had to hunt it down and trade for it. It is uh, essentially when a maiden dies and her last wish goes into this and it gives it the magical properties. Oof. That's sad and also uplifting at the same time. <laughs> and also probably not attainable to make a new one. So... TJ, did you install cameras down here? Can we, like, see if anybody was messing around with anything? Not according to my playbook. <laughs> <laughs> and your magic has reset, too, just in the sense that it's a new adventure. You say that like I have an effect that will fix this. No, all. not at all. I just wanted you to be aware. <laughs> I, was, I was like, hold on. Let me just glance over this real quick. Um. Okay, so I'm so confused. So somebody had to have done this if there was something new left. Like, I understand something getting misplaced, but somebody 
put a coin here. So somebody was here. Yeah, I mean, this this was here before we left for the North Pole. Right. Like, that's when I did the final check right before we left and everything was in place. Okay, so anybody got any tricks to figure out how... Wait a minute. Remember when we, like, went back to see... Well, what ended up being Dr. White when he attacked me with the with the gas? Oh, yeah. Can you do that here? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can turn back time. Oh, I, I liked you it. You can but... find a oh, way. God. Is that oh, what we're doing? If yeah. I could, oh, I would no. do it right now before this joke was made. <laughs> <laughs> so you know I don't have that ability. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if there's something that we can do, wind back and see what happened in here, that would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, I can try and look. Um, I guess the thing you can do to help me is hand me 2d6. <laughs> I can't imagine. Oh, I, yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> uh, they're my focus. <laughs> I'm trying not to look at his face. He's got a good poker face anyway, <laughs> but I still don't want to know. So this is a first um, snake eyes. Oh, good. Uh, which results in you lose control of the magic. So I think what happens here is that Rev gathers you all up and you stand near this area and he starts to cast this spell that allows you all to see back in time. And the energy, when it comes out of his hands, washes over all of you. And for a brief moment, you do see the face of someone in this area, and they are tucking something into their pocket, and they're laying out this silver coin. But then there's flashes, and you see these gaunt men with horns and long coats, and they are chasing somebody down an alley. And you see them firing guns up onto a catwalk. And you see this figure again who seems to have been inside of TJ's lair, you see them slipping in the tub and hitting their head, getting their leg crushed by a big piece of stone. You see them laid up in bed, and then you're back. Yeah, it sure seemed like someone was here. Yeah. Whoever it was, it seemed like he had a lot of problems going on with him. Yeah, no shit, though. Uh, we know a thief. Nat, the girl who stole the uh, the pendants oh, from the yeah, in the first yeah. place. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I'll call Nat. Hello. Hey, uh, this is Jake, the, the superhero who ran into your car. Oh, right. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Hey, um, we have been burgled and, uh... Oh, well, not it. I mean, I guess not it. Where are you? What? That's, uh, that's classified information. <clears throat> um, <laughs> they left a silver dollar in place of the thing they took. Is that like a calling card? Does that ring any bells to you? Like a, a silver dollar just right where the thing was? Yeah. Yeah, what was taken? Um, some kind of good luck charm thing. A spell reagent. Something magical, though? Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, huh. That's kind of scary if he's around here. Uh, that's the calling card of Larson. Who's that? He is... You ever read Spider-Man? Yeah. He's like the real world black cat. Okay. He just steals really important, valuable things from whoever, and I mean whoever. I have heard of him stealing from a dragon from trolls, from goblins, from vampires. He only deals in the supernatural. All right. You said it's scary that he's around. Is he like a real bad guy? No. I just have stuff that I'd like to keep. All right. Uh, I mean, where are you? I can tell you if you're a safe distance away. That's classified information. Hey. Um, is there any way to track him down? Because we very much need that thing back. I mean, not that I know of. He is one of those... You can try to get a hold of him to hire him. Um, you know, he doesn't really work a whole lot anymore, except for himself, because uh, he had a bad run-in with a mob a couple years ago. 
Oh, which mob? Where? I think it was somewhere out of Atlanta. He was working for Lady C, who is kind of an underworld mob boss. And uh, I don't know what the story is, but some bad blood between them now. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah. We're going to try to figure out how to track that dude down. Well, good luck if you have that information. It'd probably be super valuable to a lot of really angry people. Good to know. Okay, guys, it is, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say that whole thing was on speakerphone. You heard it all. I don't have to re-explain it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, are you going to say goodbye or are you just going to, am I part of this now? Is like, this is, no, that was, that was like a fun, you know how in movies, nobody ever says bye. Oh, they just, that's just rude. Are up. you, hang, are you just hanging out on me? I will scream you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's a, it's a thief named Larson. Sort of like a incredible cat burglar steals from, get, uh, get this, dragons, goblins, ogres, things that I didn't know were real in our world. I, sh- I shouldn't be surprised, yet here I am. Yeah, um, but no bead on how to get a hold of the guy, I assume. I've got an idea. You know how we did with Damien and we were able to track him down with the dollar bill? Well, yeah, but wasn't that rev magic? Yeah, but I'm sure I could make something that could do it. All right, science man, I trust you. All right, uh, so I'm going to build a machine that create a sort of trail that we could follow back to its owner. Oh, I see. Like, going off the idea that it is like a personal item, so it'll have some kind of connection to him. Correct. Okay, uh, roll weird science. All right, here I go. Wish me luck. It's like, um... Were they threads in Earth Dawn? Is that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep, exactly like that. Uh, 11. All right, what is your requirement? I think that it won't work exactly how I want it to. All right, you build this device. What is it? You remember how, like, I made the vacuum for the Verkalakis gas? Uh-huh. It's kind of like that, but this time the actual coin is attached to it in a way that it shoots out a trail that I can follow with my electromagnetic goggles. Uh, So I think the way that this comes into existence uh, with this, it's not going to work exactly as you planned. When you turn this on and you put your goggles down, you see dozens of threads coming from this one. And you have the sense that it is leading to every other one of them that exists. But the thing that you notice is that six, seven, eight threads are all coming from the same direction. Oh, okay. I get it. All right. So possibly... The ones that are off shooting are ones that he's already left, and the ones that are all going in the same direction are probably ones that he still has on him. That's a good hypothesis. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, looks like we got a pretty good trail right here, so I'm going to follow the uh, ones that are all together. Okay. Oh, we're going. He's going. We're going. Rev, we'll be back. We're going. Should I just... Okay. Yeah. Is this something we're doing on foot, or do we want to hop in the car? Yeah, we might as well get in the car. Uh, if we only drive a block, awesome, but it might be a lot further than that. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll drive you, just kind of stay in the passenger seat and map quest me. Okay. So you guys drive for a good 30, 35 minutes, uh, and it takes you around to the north side of Indianapolis. And you come to a stop where you can see that all of the connecting threads seem to go into a fairly old townhouse. Guys, it looks like it's coming from there. Okay, then I'll park the car and we'll head up to the door. All right, you guys arrive at the top of the small stoop and there's a doorbell. How do we want to do it? Do we want to be diplomatic, give them the opportunity to bug out though? Do we want to storm the castle? Do we want to try and sneak in? What do you guys think? I mean, she said he's a burglar, right? Not some ninja warrior. Okay, ding dong. 
Nothing happens. Knock, 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 knock. <laughs> <laughs> you guys stand there for another couple of moments and nothing changes. Tej, how do the, um, whatever it is, the lines that you were following look? Any, is anything moving? That's exactly what I was going to ask. Uh, you do not see them moving. It seems like they're all standing still right now. Does it seem like they're pointing to any specific like part of the townhouse? Yeah, they seem to be all on the third floor towards the middle. So they're not moving. We know more or less where they are, the coins. Um, not to say necessarily he's in the same spot. He might just be out right now. We could just sit on the stoop and, <laughs> you know, wait for him to come back. I don't want to assume that he's ignoring us and bust down the door and then him get home and be mad and we're off on a bad foot, which seems like we, it seems like the kind of thing we do a lot. Yeah, but he took our stuff. Yes, but we need it back and we want this to go as nicely as possible. Yeah. Like of, of, of all the times to not take a stand, this is a pretty inoffensive one. All right, let's wait it out for just a little bit. Uh, so while they're having this conversation, mm. uh, I'm clandestinely pulling out my toolkit and <laughs> I'm going to jimmy the lock because the last time that we waited around for something, one of us died. So uh, uh, that guy screw was a it, dick, let's it's do fine. it. Uh, okay, uh, roll sharp, I think. He came back more powerful than you can possibly imagine. <laughs> That's a 10. Yeah, so Tass and Jake are looking at each other like, yeah, I think we should wait. Yeah, I guess maybe you're right. And from behind you, you hear click. <laughs> well, goddammit. it. Well, it's open now. Yeah, no, you're right. If you're going to step to the bell, you might as well ring it. Just I'll walk in. And I'm going to follow the trail of coins through the townhouse to where they lead. Just straight there and not paying attention to any of your surroundings or anything yeah no let's let's not do that <laughs> he's just like full tilt starts to step and we're both like oh, 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 oh nope grab him by the collar pull him back a little bit <laughs> we probably should have checked that door first like if this guy has magic stuff there could be magic traps and things everywhere luckily the door is already open <laughs> <laughs> who wants to be the uh the trap finder what i mean it can be me that's fine who wants to go first who wants to be the 10 foot pole that we walk through this place with i oh god all right yep sure it okay so i'm gonna use one of my abjuration effects take some time to surround someone or yourself in a magical shield that reduces all the harm from a single hit to zero so whatever <laughs> whatever the first thing is that pops off on him so if he's going first he would be the one to spring a trap or get attacked by the dude whatever that first hit is is nothing that's awesome is that how you explain what's going on here yeah <laughs> yeah exactly that <laughs> As I as I go through this, as I uh, surround you with the magical shield, that's how I explain it. You're the rogue now. You're just you lead. You find the traps, whether you step on them or not. Oh, uh, TJ, which way? I assume if you can find some stairs, uh, you need to go up, buddy. I will shut the door behind us again and lock it. Okay. Um, I want to try to open up my sight and see if there's anything invisible or whatnot here. All right. Uh, roll investigate a mystery. Well, um. What's a two get me? Uh, I get you another mark on that little uh, new thing I had you put on your sheet. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it seems totally safe. And I'm going to start walking up the stairs. So, Tash, you start to go up the stairs after Jake has cast this shield on you, and there's no issue. So far, so good. All right, we'll uh, follow him. Uh, yeah, you guys get to the top of the second landing with no problem, uh, and you are now on the third floor. I'm going to look at the direction of the coins. Uh, they are directly through the wall right in front of you. Uh, they're just on the other side of this wall. Okay, uh, is there an obvious door one way or the other that seems like it'd be the closest? Yeah, about seven feet down the hallway, there's a door. I'll try the handle. It opens. 
I'm going to peek in. Uh, what you see when you crack this door open is a very large bed, and there is rigging around it. There's a person laying in the bed with a broken leg, and they have a wrap around their head, and their arm is broken. All of the rig is holding up the cast. You can see that there's an IV that is dripping uh, stuff into their arm. Is the face uncovered? Kind of. There's a lot of bandage around it. Does this look at all like it could be our dude? From the brief glimpse that you got in Rev's vision, it does seem like the face. Holy shit. I think this is him. And around his neck, you see the Omamari. Yoink. <laughs> Do you go for it? Yeah. As soon as you reach your hand out, you hear a voice from the corner of the room. That's definitely not yours. Followed closely by the sound of a gun being cocked. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Now playing from Voyage Media. A naked woman picked up the recently decapitated head of a goat that had been sitting in a large silver-colored bowl. She held the goat's head high above hers, its dull black eyes staring emptily as she threw her black hair and allowed the blood to trickle down the front of her body. When the lights go down... What stories really stick with you? Presenting Fever Dreams, an anthology of dark genre stories, horror, crime, sci-fi. My eyes settled on a crystal piece, the only thing hanging on any of the walls. A man's face, set inside a raging sun. The eyes started to glow. Now playing from Voyage Media. In association with Seven Lamb Productions, creators of the hit audio drama Tower 4. A new descent into darkness in every episode. Season 1 of Fever Dreams, a pulp collection. Available anywhere you listen to podcasts. <laughs>